What is going on, my friends? Welcome to Locked On Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. Great show today. We're going to talk about the transfer portal. It has begun, and the Badgers have lost some names. I'm going to tell you why I actually think they're doing okay there. Plus some news on, on the coaching staff come together and why there needs to be a sense of urgency to get this thing done. All that and much more on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what is going on, my friends? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, either way, thank you so much for making this one of your first listens, for helping build this community. It means a ton to me. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're getting the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get $30 off your order. That's uh, promo code LOCKEDON, $30 off your order. Uh, let's get into it. So you may notice I got the stocking cap on if you're watching on YouTube. It's a little chilly in the barn. I don't got my my wood stove going today. I didn't feel like firing it up, so it's a little chilly. I got the wood stove on. I got my Cumberland, uh, Wisconsin shirt on. As you know, I have dubbed Cumberland, Wisconsin, the greatest small town in Wisconsin. Um, let me know in the comments. I've had some really good back and forth with people with their small towns, what they love about their small towns. I can tell you with Cumberland, it's Bonacasa, it's Louis, it's Beaverdam. It is one of the great small towns in Wisconsin, but I know there's a lot of them. Let me know what your greatest small town in Wisconsin is in the comments. Um, but let's get into it. Okay. Let's, let's get into this. Let's chop it up. So it has begun, right? The transfer portal has begun and the long-feared mass exodus of players from Madison amidst this coaching change, which is still a little shrouded in mystery, right? We don't know what's going to happen to Jim Leonard. We don't know who the offensive coordinator is. We don't know who a lot of the assistants are. It really didn't come to fruition yet, right? Uh, Listen, Wisconsin lost some pieces, and I'm not here to make light of anybody that they lost. I'm not here to say, listen, y'all know, I'm not that fan who – Every player that leaves is terrible, and every player that comes in is great, right? I am an optimistic guy, but I got to be honest, and we're going to run through it. We're going to run through the names that Wisconsin lost in the transfer portal. All in all, they're doing just fine. Like they're, they're really doing about as well as could be expected. I think you could legitimately make an argument. Um, number of difference makers that Wisconsin lost, you know, it might be zero. I think you can actually make that argument. And now, now you could also argue two or three of them. You could call them difference makers, but we're going to go through the names. And I actually think Wisconsin's doing about as well as they could given the circumstances. So we're going to start with um, we're going to start with a couple of the older ones. Deacon Hill in during the season entered the transfer portal. Now Deacon Hill was a highly thought of quarterback out of California. He's got a howitzer arm, right? He's got like that Jamarcus Russell type arm. You can probably sit on his sit on his knees and throw it seventy yards, but. He got passed up by Miles Burkett, a true freshman. And so I you almost kind of have to chalk that up. Now, depth is important too, by the way. It's not just your your first line does isn't the only thing that matters, right? Having bodies in the room developing matters. And maybe it's possible he was developing at a slower pace, but his upside's higher. Like, I'm not saying he's not a loss because Burkett passed him up, but Miles Burkett passed him up, right? So I don't know if that's a huge huge loss i he's a guy that came into spring i i talked about it on this very show he's overweight that that's a red flag you know so uh, i think miles burkett passed them up 
writing was on the wall. You had Marcus Allen and Stephen Bracey enter the portal. Um, Stephen Bracey was never able to stay healthy. So, you know, the greatest, um, what, do they, what do coaches say? The greatest ability is availability. And he just, you know, it stinks um, because he was electric when he was healthy. He had a punt return for a kickoff return for a touchdown against Nebraska, I believe it was, but he was never able to stay healthy. That is hard to chalk that up as a big loss. Uh, Marcus Allen, we all really liked. Like I went into the season thinking he might be the number two, very unique physical um, specimen, kind of Aquan Bolden type build, 6'3", but he had also gotten passed up, right? Skylar Bell passed him up and Keontes Lewis passed him up. So again, that's not to say he's not a loss, right? And that's certainly not to say he's a bum, although he did go commit to Minnesota. So yeah, I'm not really, listen, I'm going to have a hard time rooting for him on that one, but like he's a, he's definitely a talent to do, but he got passed up as well. And then you have the quarterback, Graham Mertz, enter the portal. We talked at length about Mertz the other day. I'm not going to talk about him again today, but you know, he's certainly a quarterback that a lot of Badger fans aren't chalking up as a huge loss. I think the, the the quarterbacking room needs bodies and in that sense he he hurts it by leaving but again not a a player that leaves and you know as a badger fan it breaks your heart and you're like oh no we we really needed him next year you know so then you have three players entered today you had titus toller titus toller was a safety a lot of people really liked if you go back to that 2019 class uh coming out of a powerhouse high school he was a late commit borderline four-star high three-star player physical tools um, but you know, he, he basically missed the previous two years with injuries and he had also gotten passed up on the safety depth chart. Like there's players in front of him now, Austin Brown's in front of him, Kamoe Latou's in front of him, Hunter Wohler's in front of him, Preston Zachman's probably in front of him. So again, a depth piece, which I, I'm going to keep saying depth really does matter. Having quality bodies in the second and third line really does matter, but not an impact piece going forward that anybody's projecting. And then you have Tristan Monday. Uh, who just entered the portal today. Now, Monday's interesting to me. So Tristan Monday, uh, strong side defensive end out of Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, which is a really nice area, by the way. Not that that's germane to anything we're talking about. Uh, 2022 class, didn't play this year. I liked him a lot coming out of high school. I thought the Badgers got a steal here. You know, he was being recruited by some schools as a linebacker, and I thought he was much more of a defensive lineman. He's violent. He has a motor. This one kind of stings to me. Um, but again, it's not a guy that when if we're talking about transfer portal hits that really sting, he hasn't proven anything. He wasn't an Uber recruit. Um, it's very possible that, you know, he, there, he wouldn't develop here. Now, again, I liked him. I I'm bummed. He's leaving. I thought he was a, a kind of a steal as a recruit. I think he fits the mold that the Badgers, at least the Badgers were doing. That's another point, right? We don't know what they're doing with the defensive line going forward or the scheme. He, I thought he definitely fit Jim Leonard's mold, Ross Kalaji's mold. So I mean, this one kind of stinks for me. I, he was one of my kind of sleeper favorite recruits. I was hoping he'd stick around. He's already committed to Arizona State, by the way, so he's going back home. Um, can't blame a kid for that, but he's gone. And then Michael Fertney also entered the transfer portal today. Fertney, obviously a veteran, veteran offensive lineman for the Badgers, has played in 43 games, 11 starts. You know, really good, dependable, versatile offensive lineman. Plays on the inside, but you could probably swing the tackle if you have, you can swing the tackle if you have to. Uh, he's been in the program for a long time, really bid his dues, you know, but again, not a guy that leaves and you're like, ah, oh, gosh, we really thought he was our next All-American, our all-conference offensive lineman. So what I'm saying is these are solid players. A couple of them still have development room. They still have upside. 
They don't have a realized ceiling yet. So it's very possible we look back and be like, oh, man, Marcus Allen, that was the one that got away. Or Tristan Monday, man, look at him down at Arizona State. He really put together a great junior-senior season. Um, but all in all, there really hasn't been a player you'd point to and say, that one crushes me as a Badger fan, which all things considered, that's pretty good. Right now, I think a lot of Badger players are probably in a bit of a wait-and-see mode. You don't have, you didn't have to enter your name today, right? The portal's open for 45 days here, so you have time. But we've seen other schools. I'm telling you, Florida had 15-ish or plus kids enter the portal. Stanford was ravaged by the portal. Um, a couple schools, Tennessee, got hit really hard by the portal. You know, so there's schools that got hammered by the portal today with big-time key players. Wisconsin did just fine. So I, it's interesting to me. I think there was an expectation that there would be a, a great migration out of this locker room, and it just it hasn't happened for whatever reason. That's not to say it won't happen. It still could. Uh, I think, there, like I said, I think there's a wait-and-see approach here, but so far so good for the Badgers. I'll say that. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about the sense of urgency that needs to start kicking in here, and I'm not trying to get crazy with it. Luke Fickle's been on the job for like a week. Um but he did happen to come into the job during transfer season and close to the early signing day. So we got to get some movement here. We're going to talk about that next. Uh, touch on Jim Leonard as well. Coming up on Lockdown Badgers. But first, today's show is brought to you um, over is brought to you by our good friends over at Omaha Steaks. And Omaha Steaks is the perfect gift, the perfect thing you can do this holiday season to really become that that hero gift giver. It is America's original butcher since 1917, and it's a holiday gift that is guaranteed to be loved. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together a special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting to make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com, use code LOCKEDON at checkout to get $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing what you ordered is the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Again, promo code locked on. Get $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Um, Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. Gifts like aged tender steak, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, uh, classic comfort meals, which I'm all about. Gourmet gifts from Omaha Steak. They're a gift from the heart, a gift that everyone will remember with every unforgettable bite. Plus, again, we talked about a special offer, $30 off your order, minimum order required. Shop early, beat the rush. Whether you're shopping for friends, family, colleagues, or yourself, every order is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, when you're done here, go check out Locked On Sports today. It's all the biggest sports news every single day. Uh, like only the Locked On Network can provide. Go check that out when you're done here. And let's keep going. Let's let's talk about the sense of urgency. What's happening now? The the spot Luke Fickle finds himself in, right? And this is listen. He didn't come in at the the most chill moment. Okay, the transfer portal is now open. Early signing days just a couple weeks away. 
So what does he have to do? What are the, the priorities here? What do we got to get moving on? So obviously transfer portal. He also has to circle around and solidify this 2023 high school class. It's not just the transfer portal. It's also this high school class is falling apart right now. And that's not Fickle's fault. And I don't blame anybody at Wisconsin for this. I've said, if you listen to the show, I've said on a multitude of occasions, you don't rush the coaching decision to save a single recruiting class. That's that's malpractice, Okay. One recruiting class will not make or break the program. Two recruiting classes will not make or break the program. Finding or hiring the wrong coach will. So this is the end result, though. This is the unfortunate side effect of waiting. Instead of locking in Jim Leonard and getting this recruiting class locked in, we waited. We got what I think is the right coach. But because of that, this recruiting class is kind of falling apart. Jacquez Keys just decommitted. He was the big running back out of Ohio. We're down to eight commits. Okay. And Luke Fickle has to get going. He already is. He's already visiting commits in state, um, but he's got to get moving on this. And that means solidifying the staff. That means making a decision. And it's not just his to make, obviously, but the Jim Leonard decision, in my opinion, can drag out much longer. Okay. I thought it was already kind of a done deal. I'm going to be honest. It's not, but it, it, it can't drag out much longer just because of the timing of this. There's, I guarantee you right now, I'm telling you this right now for a fact, there's 2022 kids and 2021 kids on Wisconsin's roster who have portal decisions they're trying to make. And Jim Leonard being on the team or not is going to impact those decisions. You know what I mean? So you have to get moving on this. It just can't take too long because the nature of college football right now is – you know, the, with with the portal open, with the early signing day coming up, with the 2023 class kind of starting to crumble, you now have your head coach. Now you got to start solidifying these other things, right? So let's look at the 2023 class really quick. You have Jace Arnold, the cornerback. I, I really like him, by the way, really fast. Uh, he's already kind of come out on social media, said, I'm good. I'm locked in after the coaching turnovers. So that's great. We got, we're pretty comfortable with Jace Arnold. Uh, Nate White is solid. Uh, they Luke Fickle already went and visited his school. He, they've been there. Uh, he's locked in. He's tweeted about it. He's solid. Cole LaCruz is solid. The quarterback out of Colorado just won a state title. Um, they went and watched him. I think it was Mike Brown. That, maybe it wasn't Mike Brown. Maybe it was Tressel. Went and watched him. I'm trying to remember. But they went and watched him play. He's stoked for this coaching staff. So he's solid. Uh, jo- Justin Taylor is solid. The athlete out of Illinois. Um, they went and visited his school. I think it was uh, Tressel, Fickle, and maybe Bobby April that went and visited him. And that's about it. That's really solid that we know of. Uh, Tyler Jancy, the first come in the class, a super solid inside linebacker out of um, Illinois. He's been, always been really quiet with recruiting. I don't know where he's at. Um, and then Jordan Mayer has posted some things about he has decisions to make. So, And there's James Durand as well, who I think is solid. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of flux there. And you have to get this stuff sorted out to start moving on that. Before this, this 2023 class locks up, they're going to have to find another 10 bodies to add to it. That's that's a lot of work. Plus, they're going to have to hit two or three, four, five players out of the portal too. So that really can't happen until all these dominoes fall in place. And it, it has to happen sooner than later, unfortunately. If if Luke Fickle had been hired in the summer, if he had been hired at really at just about any other time, there's more of, I don't want to say learning curve. Luke Fickle doesn't need a learning curve. But there's more of um, an opportunity to ease into the job a little bit. When you take the job right after the season, as the portal opens up, as early signing days coming up, like, sorry, like, you got to get going. And we've already seen, uh, Justin sent me a message, friend of the show, I was already landed a couple players. You know, there's a lot of movement going on right now. So 
I, I would anticipate, and I've, I have no intel on this, but I would anticipate the Jim Leonard decision needs to come in the next couple of days, and I think it will. Because I don't know what else there is to really figure out. You know, obviously, this is an incredibly tough decision for Jim Leonard. I want to be very, very realistic and understanding and empathetic of that. That being said, it can't take that long anymore. Like, it's it's going to have to start moving. And as much respect as I have for Jim Leonard, which is an incredible amount, and as much um, – what would I say? As much as he's earned the right to really sleep on this and think about it, and he has earned that right. It's been a couple of days. I I gotta think in the next couple of days you you figure something out, and if not, you probably have to move on. I don't I don't think you can wait too much longer with this one because I'm telling you right now, there's players on the roster who are making decisions based on where this goes, and they're not going to wait forever. So that's where I'm at with that one. A, a little bit of sense of urgency, and then. You know, we there's a couple other things that they still have to get done in terms of filling out the rest of the staff. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see. This next couple of weeks is just going to be completely chaotic and amazing and awesome and heartbreaking and fun. And there's going to be so much happening. So well, we're going to keep following along with that. Uh, stay tuned to that. Just re- remember, there's a lot of moving pieces right now. The other thing I would say, um, I got off on a little bit of a ramble there, but the other thing I would say with with all of this is, if Jim Leonard, we did a show that Jim Leonard was staying and how excited we are. If it turns out that he doesn't stay and he moves on, um, I would assume Tressel will end up being the defensive coordinator and then Bobby April will probably stay as well as the linebackers coach. So I still think Wisconsin's in good hands there. Obviously, I still would rather have Jim Leonard. I think most people would. I, that would be the home run. But Wisconsin has a good fallback there just in case Jim Leonard ends up um, taking a step back. So Something to just keep in the back of your mind. Wisconsin won't be lost, um, you know, up the, up the creek without a paddle in that situation. All right, coming up next, I have a bunch of comments from y'all I want to get to. Um, really on all sides of the Mertz thing. A lot of these comments are based on the show I did about Graham Mertz where I took a lot of the, the Graham Mertz culpability and I put a lot of it on Wisconsin. The, the coaches, the program, the player development, the offensive scheme. And I got comments on both sides of this. I want to talk about it more and hear your thoughts because y'all are what makes the community great. So that's coming up next on Locked On Badgers. But first, our show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. We haven't done a Built Bar ad in a while. I love Built Bars. So let's pause, hit the pause button for a second. Um, Let's talk about this. They have great new flavors, okay? And their flavors are great anyway, but you have to check out Cookie Dough Topper, Coconut Brownie Bar, Coconut Brownie Topper. Um, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's built built bars take on granola bars, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. Candy cane brownie, candy cane brownie. Uh, built bars. It's like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud, filled with protein and all the things that your body needs. Um, if you haven't tried a built bar before, they're literally the best tasting protein bar ever. I eat them. My kids eat them. They raid my built bar. And so I start hiding some, but I, I give them some too because low-key, I want them to eat healthy. So it's kind of like a dad win, even though I'm sad that they eat all of my built Bars. Um, they're revolutionizing revolutionizing nutrition, 100% real chocolate, 17 or more grams of protein, low sugar, low calories, um, and it tastes, again, incredible. So you got to go check this out. Uh, built, you got to try this. I use them. Get 15% off your order right now using the code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. All right, I, I do appreciate everybody tuning in. We got a bunch of comments yours. If you enjoy the show and it's been growing like crazy because of all y'all, hit the hit the subscribe button. Let's keep this thing growing. I have some really fun stuff coming up. Um, you're not going to want to miss it, including this incredible giveaway show where we're going to have 
autographed helmets, sports cards, badger gear, swag, all for free. Just just giving it away on the YouTube show as a way to say thank you. So you're not going to want to miss it. You're going to want to subscribe to be able to qualify for that stuff. Um, and with that, let's get into comments. We got a bunch of stuff to get into. My my all my disclaimer, as always, with comments is I get a lot of them. I can't get them all in here. I also get several flavors of the same type of comment. So you may not have your comment in here, but it might be the same type of thing about Mertz that someone else said. Um, so just understand that. And then the last thing is I can only put 200 characters on the screen. So some comments are longer. I, I paraphrase and I cut stuff out to make the comment fit. But I never try to take away from the original messaging or what you're trying to say. So those are the disclaimers. Let's get into it. Um, we're going to start here. This is a lot of this is about the March show um, where, I, again, I said, listen, I'll start here before I get into the comments. I don't think the blame is ever 100 percent on one side or the other. Both Graham Mertz and Wisconsin has some culpability in this this quarterback program relationship not working. I tend to think more of that's on Wisconsin's side, but let's get into it. Um, let's see. Nick F says, I hate that. I'm glad he's gone, but it's just unacceptable to have a successful game be that you don't throw an interception, which was the minority of the time. There are so many great quarterbacks in the portal. Yeah. I think that's a, a, a sentiment. A lot of people have Nick, you know, that you, you don't want to be glad that someone is, is gone, but you're glad that he's gone. And I get that. Uh, that's fair. I get that. Uh, Kurt Cole says, it'll be interesting to see how long before the new coach can establish himself. How many Cincy recruits can replace the Chris recruits leaving? It usually takes a couple years. I threw, uh, Kurt, by the way, thanks for the comment. I threw this comment in here because expectations next year are going to be really interesting to monitor. And I don't think Fickle's going to have a long leash. That, I don't. Is that fair? Probably not. But if you take a swing like this and you back burner Jim Leonard and you bring in Luke Fickle and he has he's making $7 million and he has that resume and you're playing this Big Ten West schedule, Best believe expectations are going to be you better come in here and start winning right away. So I don't think it can take a couple years for him. Um, I think he has to come in, hit the ground running, which again, with my previous segment, that's where I was saying, like, you got to let's go. You got to start cooking. Um, yeah, I think he's got to win eight, nine games next year. Otherwise, people are going to already start hankering. Fair or not. I think that's just is what it is. Let's see. Um, Tang Xiong said, um, might be a different story if Mertz for Mertz if John Budmeyer didn't take the offensive coordinator job at Colorado State and stayed the quarterback coach at Wisconsin. Yeah, I think this is a great comment because this is the crux of what I've been saying, and he Tang nailed this. Like you brought in this this quarterback, and then you failed to give him a quarterbacks coach. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It you know if you're if you are um, drafting in baseball right and you draft this high school flamethrower he throws 98 and he puts it on a dot and then you don't give him a pitching coach you you like just move somebody over and you're like this guy was a second baseman or you know whatever but he'll do he'll be fine he'll deal teach you the wisconsin failed him in his development by not giving him proper quarterback coaches by switching it up all the time um i think this is a great great point and it might have been different if john budmeyer stayed uh we will never know rob wells says time for a change yes that i agree with Hundred percent. No matter where you slice the, the blame, the blame numbers. And again, I, I think it's some on each side, right? I would never say that Mertz has no culpability in this because I don't believe that's true. Um, but no matter what, I think it's time for a change. It feels like it's time for a change. It feels like Graham Mertz thinks it's time for a change. I said before, it makes some sense to cast away the the demons of the Paul Christ era offensively. Not that Mertz is that, 
But, I mean, all the vestiges from that offense, it kind of makes sense to cast that away a little bit. Um, let's keep going here. B. Valterra says, he is mature beyond his years. Thanks to him for staying with his commitment to us, even though bigger teams came in. Wish it would have worked out. Yeah. I mean, sometimes things just don't work out. And he did stick with Wisconsin. He had options to jump to, to bigger schools, to those schools that all recruits talk about. And he could have done that, and he decided not to. For some reason, my camera just got blurry. So if you're seeing that, I apologize. I don't I don't know what happened there. But I'm going to keep going through this. Um, Bo Dragon says, I would like to pass on my condolences to the fans of the next team. Turnover machine Mertz reverse catapults their offense into the dirt. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not here to, to throw throw any type of um, insults at, at Mertz. Like, I'm not going to dance on his grave. I think he was a, a good dude. He worked hard. He was a good leader. His teammates obviously loved him. Um, I, I do laugh at turnover machine, Mertz reverts, catapults their offense into the dirt. Uh, Bo, thank you for the comment as always, man. Fred C says, needs to go to a group of five program. He was way over his head at this level. I don't know. I mean, statistically, certainly last year, you could make that argument. Uh, I think that's fair. He had more interceptions and touchdowns last year. I think he was better this year. I think he's a better quarterback than a group of five guy. That's only my opinion, though. Let me know in the comments if you disagree. I, I could be off on that. Um, William Staley, do you ever mention women's volleyball or is it just men's sports? Seriously, uh, multiple exclamation points. Uh, listen, William, first of all, thank you for the comment. I, I really do. I, I hope people know, like, I, I don't only put up comments that are nice or, you know, yeah, this is kind of a critical one. And I agree. Like, I, I have a lot of areas where I need to get better. Um, tracking women's sports is one that I would like to. It's tough because I've never, I mean, just to be honest with y'all, I've never watched volleyball. Like it's never been a sport that I followed or I know about. You know, I when Wisconsin volleyball is really good, I'll watch um, the championship game. It's a lot of fun. I just can't speak intelligently on it, and it's something I need to get better at. But it's it's also tough when the numbers. I'll just say this: like we we do better numbers talking about football, right? But I gotta get better at that. I, I think it's a fair criticism, a fair point. It's something I'll work on. Um, I appreciate the comment, man. Let's see. Let's keep going here. Ekelinders. I probably mispronounced that name. Said, well said on Mertz. He sounds like he's agreeing with me. My man, let's get it. Expectations on him are only fair if he was given the tools to succeed. Coaching, the coaching was bad. The offensive line didn't live up to expectations and he never had a great receiving core. Yes, that's it. <laughs> you and I are on the same boat here. Like, I don't know how you can judge him so harshly when he wasn't set up to succeed. But again, that's only my opinion. You agree as well. I love it. Let's keep going. Uh, Jake. United States Marine Corps. I'm guessing he was a, a Marine, which, by the way, thank you for your service. Um, really, really do appreciate that if that's the case. Uh, thank God he's taking his place somewhere else, but also wish him the best. He was a good dude, just not a good thrower of the football. I think this is a really good, really good tact here. Like, if, if, you, if you're excited to, for him to be gone because you want to see someone else playing quarterback, I 100% get that. I think I don't think most people would argue with you. Um, but I, I like that you can also acknowledge the fact I wish him the best. Um, Jake, uh, that's a good comment, man. I like that. Siegfried says, for the first time in my life, I started losing interest in the Badgers because it's Mertz. I figured as long as he was a starting quarterback, they would never accomplish anything of note. And Siegfried had a much longer comment. Again, I could only put uh, 200 characters in, but I tried to take some of the crux of it. And I think this kind of sums up a little what you're saying. And I think a lot of people were there, right? This, this offense and this program, and it almost had started to take some of the fun out of watching it, right? It almost became a chore that you felt committed to do because you are a Badger fan and you're invested. 
But seeing this offense continue to go out and just basically it like walk through the swamp of sadness, like that scene from the never ending story where you're trying to pull the horse through the swamp of sadness and he just refuses and dies. That's, that's what this offense felt like at times. And yeah, so I can get the comment that watching with this, if you, if Mertz was coming back, it could feel like more of the same. And that's just a little depressing. So I do get that comment. Uh, a couple more comments here. Really do appreciate all the comments. As I said, I read everything. I try to respond to a lot of them. I try to put them up on here because if you take the time to do it, I'm going to take the time to react to it. Okay. And I think that's, that's an important part of what we're trying to build here. Uh, this one is from Chris Hop. Wisconsin failed Graham Mertz and Graham Mertz failed Wisconsin. In wins, Graham was an above-average Big Ten quarterback. However, in losses, he was probably like a bottom three Big Ten quarterback. Yeah, I think it's very fair. And I love your first sentence there. That you're putting that better than I did. I think Wisconsin failed Graham Mertz, and I think Graham Mertz failed Wisconsin. It was just a broken relationship at the end. Um, and I also think his inconsistency, which you're hitting on, was a, a major issue. He had some great games this year. The Purdue game, uh, it was, which, which was a huge win for Wisconsin in that moment. Well, he was great. But then he, he followed it up with, and I, the Iowa game and the Maryland game, even if you want to say the wind in the Maryland game, the Iowa game was terrible. He wasn't good enough in the Minnesota game, you know, the Nebraska game. So just the inconsistencies from Mertz really hurt him and this offense. Um, two more comments here. This is from Cold Stone, who has been listening to the show for a long time. Really appreciate your comments as always. He said, listen, I'm not a GM hater, but he just wasn't good enough for the past three years, regardless of coaching staff and regardless of offensive scheme. A better quarterback would have made a huge difference. Yeah, can't argue that. I, I think that's very well said, and I agree. Uh, a better quarterback would have made a big difference, and Mertz wasn't. Here's the thing with Mertz. He hasn't been good enough to elevate himself out of a bad ecosystem. Great quarterbacks can elevate themselves out of bad ecosystems. Mertz can't do that. He's not a great quarterback. Um, so I think that's a very fair comment. I'm going to finish here with Badger and Bournemouth, who's also been a longtime supporter of the show. I wish Graham the best of luck on Wisconsin forward. That's very well said. That's a great way to end it. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. As always, remember to hit the subscribe button. We have a big time giveaway coming up. You're going to want to be subscribed to qualify for that. On Wisconsin, let's go. Bunch more to talk about tomorrow. We got Rajiv coming on.